Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, depending on when you're listening to this. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Secret Life of a Shy Producer. My artist name is Hime, and I'm currently recording on a Thursday morning. It is January the 24th, and I am actually currently half in my closet, and yeah, I'm kind of nice and toasting and toasty. I'm not toasting. I'm, well, actually... The heat is is up. The heat is on right now. Anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, so today I just wanted to talk about three things. And I'm hoping that I'll stay on topic for each of those things. And I'm not going to be profound or anything. I'm not interested in being profound. I'm just going to kind of talk a bit, just a tad bit about... Um, like a documentary that I watched from Vice, a mini documentary. I'm going to talk a bit about a comment that I saw uh, last week that I went back and found this week um, about popularity um, and obscurity. And I am more knowledgeable on one of those things. So, yeah. And then the third thing I wanted to talk a bit about is my album actually yes it's no longer an ep it is actually an album i looked at the definitions as to how long an album is and my what would have been ep actually qualifies to be an album now yay so i'll talk a bit about that at the end so let me start now all right so for those of you guys who tend to listen to my intros i usually talk about where i'm from the type of music that i do and then i say and let's just jump in you know i took that from phil i took hello 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 from rue you know here i am (laughs) anyway so i watched this documentary now three times i watched it this morning again i didn't take i didn't take awesome notes i just wanted to shout out that this uh documentary exists so Vice did a thing on Brampton, which is the town that I live in. It's called Noisy Brampton, uh, DIY Hip Hop Beyond Toronto. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Brampton was or is technically part of the GTA. GTA means Greater Toronto Area. Brampton, for those of you guys who don't know, Alicia Cara is from here. Whoa, 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 here. Okay. Um, Jesse Reyes as well. Um, Reyes? I feel bad. But yeah, she's from here too. Michael Sarah, okay. Uh Keisha Shante, as far as I know, is actually a Bramptonian. So yeah, we do have a lot of like talent here. It's just that when you live in the burbs <laughs> yes, I call it the burbs. It, it it kind of gets overshadowed by Toronto, you know, the place with flash and lights and all that good stuff. So yeah. Um and I know that they mentioned, like, in the documentary that now, at least Noise, I believe, Noise, who's an, a Bramptonian artist, a Brampton artist, a hip-hop artist, he actually now reps for Brampton. When people ask, oh, where are you from? He'll say Brampton because he now wants to represent Brampton. But back in the day, a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, I'm from Toronto. And they'd be like, oh, what part of Toronto? Brampton. Oh, you're not Torontonian. Here's the thing. For most people, they think that it, and maybe for some people, they're ashamed of Brampton. But I can speak from experience. Um, 
my own experience. It's anecdotal, okay? But if, okay, so when you're from, when you're in Toronto and you're talking to people and you're like, they say, oh, where are you from? And you say, oh, I'm from Brampton. They get it. And actually the majority of the time, their face goes from smiles to the tilt of the head and their face goes into a, oh, you had to come so far. Oh God, I feel so bad for you. Like it goes from, oh, I like you to, oh, the pity, right? So that's one thing that happens. So you're like, oh God, like, you know, I don't know why you pity me. I just had to take a train or a bus or both. Like, it's not a big deal, you know, but that's one thing. The next thing um, is that most people um, that you, that I've talked to um, actually didn't know Brampton existed, which is, which boggles my mind because I believe as Noyce said, Brampton is literally the ninth largest city in Canada. So, um, and this is some of my background. I was born and raised until age seven in Toronto. I lived in North York and I remember those days quite fondly, half fondly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I was born a Torontonian, woot. But I've been Brampton for well over half of my life. And for about five years, I did live, leave Brampton uh, to go to university way outside of Brampton. Like I went to school in West, like Southwest Ontario-ish. So, and when I was there and I would tell people and people would ask me, like both immigrant types of people and non-immigrants who come from small towns that it, like I didn't know were on the map. But when they said, oh, where are you from? And I'd say Brampton, they'd say, where? And I'm just like, you're, you're kidding me. You don't know Brampton. This is actually a shock. And then I'd say, Toronto. And they'd say, oh, okay, okay. So most people tended to say that they're from Toronto as a frame of reference. And I would always follow up with, oh, I'm from Toronto, but not really Toronto. I'm outside of the Toronto. I'm, I'm like the GTA outside of Toronto, but kind of, I'm close enough so that people can kind of understand because people don't know their geography. So um, sometimes it wasn't about being ashamed of being from Brampton. I know right now there's a huge thing about people calling Brampton ghetto. And I think most of that comes from the fact that there's a large immigration. There's um not large immigration, but there's a lot of immigrants that are from like or South Asian or in West Indian for the most part. Um, so I think most people automatically just target Brampton as ghetto, but I mean, the house prices here are pretty expensive. <laughs> Rent here is obscene in some areas. So we have Castlemore. I mean, come on, it's called Castlemore. There's houses worth a million there. And most of those people are trying to say how ghetto Brampton, Brampton is. And I'm like, you've never left your neighborhood, homie. Yeah. So anyway, that's my ramble about Brampton in general. So, um, one of the things that I did find interesting about, um, what some of the artists had said, or one of the artists had said about the Brampton sound, um, and they said like the Brampton sound is currently undefined. Um, and the good thing about, and it's actually a positive thing, uh, because it actually can be shaped. So right now they are, like the Brampton artists 
um, who are really deep in the Brampton scene, they're the ones actually shaping the sound. So it's not going to sound like Toronto stuff. It's not going to be moody and atmospheric and, and whatever. Um, but they're actually coming up with a sound for themselves. And I appreciate that. Now, um, where do I come into all of this? I don't. I'm not hip-hop. I, I'm, and it's not, man, in many cases, people would say, oh, like, how dare you? You're not hip-hop. Are you trying to say hip-hop's beneath? No, 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 no. None of that. All I mean is I, I would put my music in more of like an alternative type of scene, like maybe an alternative Brampton music scene, because for starters, I'm not out there. Like... I'm an introverted person. I am pretty darn shy. So for the most part, even if I met some of them, I wouldn't probably tell them that I'm like a musician and I kind of make little bits of hip hop or whatever. And the reasoning just comes from the fact that I'm a pretty critical person of myself. So I wouldn't want to associate or say, oh, yeah, like I'm this. And then they hear it and they're like, you're trash, you know, it to them right so that's one that's partial insecurities um number two i like to think of myself as genre fluid now yeah like i sway between the different genres so you know one day i'm kind of feeling hip-hop and the next day i'm feeling hardcore house and then sometimes i feel a little techno and then i take out my guitar and i feel like doing acoustics now the whole genre fluid thing i'm hoping that it actually becomes a thing kind of like i don't know fetch i hope it becomes as popular as fetch <laughs> and yes i'm i'm taking from the gender fluid and i'm just saying genre fluid because yeah um but anyway um yeah but for the most part i i think that it's an amazing thing that Brampton is really trying to get on the map a lot more. I know that like um, we do have, like I said, like we do have a few artists and actually the one that I can mention right now that is on the come up, like she's coming up. Um, her name is Havaya Mighty and her music is amazing. I've met her like a few times and she's a really chill person so if you have if you want to listen to legit like a Brampton artist she actually had as an album called Flower Town and uh, Brampton is actually known as Flower Town I don't know why it's considered a Flower Town I don't know if it's because downtown Brampton they plant flowers I don't I don't know but Brampton is called Flower Town and her album is called Flower Town and it's about Brampton. So yeah, go for it. Liz, I say honestly, like I'll put a link for her album below as well. So I do advise you guys listen. Um, and yeah, like I'm just looking out for Brampton. I hope that we have some more artists getting into the mainstream because that would be really cool. Maybe then, you know, Brampton will start to develop in a more artistic fashion. So, yeah. Um, now, the second thing that I wanted to talk a bit about, and I'm going to be short on this because I just rambled about Brampton for whatever reason. Um, so, 
Last week I wanted to talk about this. Um, I was listening to a lo-fi artist, one of the bigger ones now, one coming up on YouTube and stuff. And I was reading the comment section because I like to read. <laughs> and there was one comment that said, I'm glad you aren't popular. And it went on into this whole thing. Like it was a big, a, it was a a fairly wordy comment that elicited a lot of other comments about how dare you say something like that and other people saying, I agree with you. And um, they were, I think the person also mentioned something about liking the fact that they were kind of on the more obscure side, that they didn't get a lot of dislikes or had no dislikes after like over 10,000 listens and how it's good that the mainstream hasn't caught on to them. It, it, somebody said, oh, you've got the hipster mentality. And I was like, oh, shoot. It's kind of true. <laughs> so let me see if I can find the comment here. I know I should have been prepared, I swear. Oh, here it is. I'm kind of glad you aren't popular. That may seem kind of selfish, but you are like a hidden gem. Uh, one that I hope stays unscathed and beautiful as it is now. And I, I get that it was meant to be more of like a positive thing but there's a lot of and i and I, in that that comment kind of put me on the fence because growing up i had the the hipster mentality to some degree as a listener i'm probably still have the hipster mentality in some, to some degree and part of it is it comes from the fact that from what a lot of people have seen and what i've seen um, is when your favorite artists who you kind of discovered when they're at like a smaller level, it doesn't mean that like only two people listen to them or only 200, but when they are still considered an indie artist, their music seems for some reason, we I don't understand why anymore, but it just seems to be more raw. You, I seem to feel it a bit more. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm a part of like a little small community of people who found like, you know, the stock, like a, a, an amazing company, and I bought stock in it. And I want to make sure that, no, that doesn't even make sense because you want the price of a stock to go up. <laughs> Who am I kidding? But um, for some reason, the the artist just seems to breathe authenticity when they have um, not as large of a following as somebody like Ariana Grande, who I'm going to get into for like one minute after this. And I was a part of this whole um, concept that when somebody's not popular, they tend to be more creative. Once they get popularity, they lose that creativity. They sound like everybody else. They become, become contrived and there's no way that I can actually follow them. I can no longer be one of their core supporters. But I think that what's happening or what happens um, for the most part, especially maybe especially now, um, it's just the fact that when an artist is on the more indie side, yes, they can become they can be more creative, right? Um, they appeal to their, you know, their group. Um, people feel that authenticity. But once the music business becomes involved, once the mainstream does pick you up, it becomes a business. It does not become, oh, how can we like authentically connect with every single person it becomes how can we sell 
as many records as possible. And when that happens, you do lose the soul. Like, period. Right? Because I think it becomes... And, and and I think that what this person was saying about them, glad you aren't popular and you're unscathed, just comes from the fact that I think most fans or mo- most stands at this point, I don't think there are any real fan as many fans anymore. They're more stands and kind of fanatical, beyond fanatical, right? Um, but I, I think that a lot of um, YouTubers, musicians, artists, producers – when they're starting out, they're looking for what works. And when they find what works, most of them will continue to go down the path of what works. And they kind of put their creativity to the side in order to make money to support themselves so that they can continue to do what they want to do, right? Um, somebody, I think even in the comments with this one, even mentioned like how, you know, this specific artist they they need to make money <laughs> and the more like listens they get the more money they'll get too and they'll be able to support themselves they won't be stressed and they'll be able to make more music which is what you want <laughs> right so um yeah and also this person whoever wrote this comment they had better like like li- not even just listen to like this artist like on a regular they should buy all of their merchandise make sure that they're you're supporting them so then when they have so little views you know they're able to support themselves and be able to make more music for you or something i don't know but i found that i personally had um a bit of a split between the whole yes it's good you aren't popular and the oh but you know an artist gotta eat (laughs) you know type of thing and I've changed because when I was like growing up, I was just a musician. I was just playing guitar. I was just playing piano, playing, you know, sax, all that stuff. And for me, what I found was that once artists that I enjoyed went mainstream, their music got too simple for me. And that's one of the things I didn't appreciate. The words got simpler, you know, the appeal. it, It was literally, to me, appealing to the common denominator and I felt like I wasn't a part of that common denominator and then now that I'm actually producing it becomes interesting because as as a person who wants to end up making a legitimate living doing music a comment like that is kind of scary because on both ends it feels like you're kind of screwed like if you go mainstream you're going to lose out on parts of who you are and your creative energy in order to just make money, which will leave me stifled. But then if I'm extra stressed because I can't, you know, make ends meet, how the hell am I going to make music too? I think there's a happy medium in between, right? Where maybe you get like a shot, like you get shot up to like not mainstream level, but fair popularity. So you get those consistent listens people you have your core audience who will automatically push your stuff and so you can continue to be as creative as you want without having to um some bug into the whole oh my god make a type of like the same type of beat again and again and again so ah anyway that's my ramble that's my rant and yeah uh, i'm not like i said it's nothing profound none of the stuff that i'm saying is profound it's just kind of like what my views are at the moment right but i i 
all I'm going to say is that part of the hipster mentality, um, it is BS. A large part of it is BS. And I can't believe I actually had the hipster mentality for a, a long time. And I'm glad that I've changed it around a bit. Now, before I go on to my last thing about my album, Ariana Grande's new song, Seven Rings. Um, so my sister introduced me to the song like on Saturday. And all I can hear is my childhood dying like bit by bit. Um <laughs> I hear the shriekings of like my seven-year-old self <laughs> because whoever came up with the melody had to get permission to use the melody from my favorite thing, Sound of Music, right? And I will tell you, The Sound of Music was literally the most profound movie in my life, like that age seven when I watched it on TV I mean my mom actually even like got like the VHS and recorded parts of the movie and the best part is I didn't know what the ending of the movie was for years because every time we got to the scene spoiler alert people <laughs> for those of you guys who have not watched The Sound of Music but at the end or close to the end they sing at like um, that place, they escape, they go to the Abbey, you got the Nazis there, you got Rolf, and um, Rolf blows the whistle. That's where the end, the movie ended for me every single time because we didn't have enough like space on the VHS. So when it gets there, it always rewinds back to the beginning. In fact, I didn't even get to see the very beginning. I just saw like the How Do We Solve a Problem Like Maria song. So, but... <laughs> Anyway, the the point is, the movie was so goddamn profound in my life. Like, I absolutely adore the damn movie. So when I heard, dun dun on bottles and bitches on bitches, or whatever it was, um, I was like, oh god, no, my childhood, it's running away from me now. Oh god. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I will say that it was very well produced, of course. Um, I liked her soldier boy flow. Uh, my sister pointed that one out to me because I actually don't listen to Soldier Boy a lot or ever, really. Um, that's mainstream. I can understand the fear of mainstream appeal <laughs> when you got songs like that that are chopping the charts, topping the charts. Anyway, anyway, that's that's beyond my point. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say that. It's just for my own peace of mind. Okay, now the very last thing. Um. So I've basically completed my album. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I've basically mixed and mastered everything. I I actually have like the album cover as well. It's not going to have anything like it's not going to have the title on it because I, I realize that's actually a trend that people are doing. They put awesome pictures with no title, which is great. And so... I have that set up. Um, the only thing I have to do is get it on, you know, Spotify and all of those awesome places. And and yeah, I, I believe I have 12 tracks on it. 
Yes, um, because I was actually consulting my man, and he was asking me how many um, songs or tracks do I have, and I he said it might be best to go with like even numbers, and I was like, huh, that's odd. No, I actually was like, okay, that's cool, and I'm, pr- but I and I actually had an even amount of tracks, and I didn't even think about it, so I was like, hey, it works. So, yeah, um, I'm gonna listen to it again before I, I actually release it to Z World, and basically, and ironically, had to do like the 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 concept had to basically do with kind of like the suburbs, in particular parts, not all of it, but parts of Brampton. (laughs) So when I saw the documentary about, um, you know, the DIY hip hop scene outside of Toronto, and they were talking about Brampton, I was saying, isn't this ironic? I finished like my, basically finished my album. It's got elements of, you know, a weird love hate relationship with living in the suburbs in particular Brampton. Um, and then they have this come out. So I, I was like, cool, synchronicity, synchronicity. Um, it's not of course fully hip hop or anything. Um, I'll again say that it's electronic or, you know, maybe genre fluid <laughs> or something. I don't know. I will make genre fluid a thing. I swear. <laughs> but but yeah that's about it I've pretty much completed my album and I don't know when I'm, it's going to be fully fully released um, in terms of whether I'm going to release it now in February or if I should just put it out like this weekend we'll see we will definitely see So yeah, I have been talking into this for quite a while now. Uh, This is like my 20th take and I'm going to, I'm going to stick with this one. So when I do release my album, I will definitely make sure to let you guys know. Um, But until then... I will just say what I pretty much almost always say, plus one additional thing. So keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting the music that you want to put out there. Like, just keep putting it out. Um, Part of it is, like I think I said once before, you don't know what's going to be the next big thing or the next trend that people are running with. So instead of being, I guess, this is a new term that I I learned. Um, Instead of being a clout chaser, um, just do what you've been doing for the most part. Continue to be creative. And also mix in mono. It's a really big thing. <laughs> mix in mono and continue to do your own thing. So, peace out. Until next week. <laughs>